Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. This resource that came out today reminded me of an email that we got a while ago and it said people who experience childhood poverty are 35% more likely to experience income poverty as material deprivation as an adult. And that's according to a new study carried out by the ESRI for Pubble. Uh, income poverty means individuals and households do not have the means to subsist or acquire the basic necessities for a healthy life. Whereas material deprivation refers to the inability to pay for unexpected expenses, meals involving meat, adequate heating or payment arrears. Now, by the way, I don't always agree with... I remember Bernardo's years ago brought out a definition of poverty. And Jesus Christ, I fitted into the category. You know, but not being able to change your furniture at least three every three or four years or something like that. I can't remember what it was exactly. But if you click four of those, you, you, you kind of categorise as being, you know, a poverty. Uh, I could have fitted into the category. So I don't, I mean, to me, poverty is something that we've seen years ago in this country, you know, where people were living in tenements and they couldn't afford food. I don't believe in this country at this very moment in time, although we are going to a crisis and the government should be doing more. I completely agree with everybody. I don't think there are people out there who can't afford to eat. Now, you may have to choose what you eat wisely, but they can't afford to eat. I mean, you can buy frozen chips and beans if you're really stuck. You know what I mean? I mean, many, many years ago, people couldn't even afford that. I remember my father saying one Christmas that, you know, to buy me something, he had to go out without shoes and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think we live in a, hopefully I don't believe we live in a society like that anymore. Even if you're on welfare payments, we have the highest welfare, one of the highest welfare payments in Europe. Anyway, so this reminded me of an email about where you come from and does that dictate how well you do in life? And it says... And I got this a few months ago. We never got around to talking about it because we had done something like it before. But I'll read it out. Anyway, it's quite short. Dear Niall, hoping you can bring it up on your show. I live with my husband and a newborn son in a place that is known to be poor. It's a working class area with some antisocial behaviour. I don't want my son growing up with the stigma of this area and it might affect him for the rest of his life. It's where my husband is from and grew up and he loves it to death. All of his friends and family live nearby and he thinks it's the salt of the earth. I've heard that phrase before. I've been trying to convince him to move to another area for the benefit of my son. Um, well, he, By the way, he's your son as well, or his son as well. But anyway, it's a bit rough at times and I'm worried my son might get, invo- get involved with the wrong people and it'll bring him down a bad path. Maybe uh, your people... Maybe your people can offer some advice. You're, yeah, our listeners you're, you're referring to, I think. Is a, thanks, Anonymous. Now, if I was doing that as a topic, I'd ask you, is she a snob? That's kind of the question I probably would have asked. Is she being a snob? But based on the story today, it's an interesting email and the research would back up to her argument to a certain extent. But I am reminded by so many success stories of people who came from disadvantaged areas and have quite successful lives. I feel a bit conflicted that where you come from where you come from, does it dictate the rest of your life? I mean, I'm from a working class area. I'm from a corporation house, Dublin Corporation House. I'm from Edmore. I've mentioned that a few times in the air before. It would have been a particularly bad area at the time. I don't know what it's like now, but it was a bad area at the time. A lot of people in Edmore at the time were in Mountjoy. Um, but look, I turned out okay. I'm not a criminal. You know, when I got a decent enough job. So do you think she's right to want to move to a better area for the sake of her son? Or is she being a snob? You know, I mean, or does where you come from dictate how well you do in life? Like, I suppose if you're listening today 
has where you came from. I mean, if you came from the air, look, we, I'm not going to say Ballyfermot, Darndale, Finglas. You know, if you're living in Dublin, obviously, I can, you know, if you're living in, in Limerick, probably in places like My Ross and, you know, I, I don't know. You, you know the areas in your own county that are, I suppose, infamous in the sense of antisocial behaviour and be it working class or high unemployment rates. If you're from there, those areas, are you less likely to do well in life? Or is she being a snob to want to move out of those areas? You know, put, put yourself in that. She doesn't say where she's from, but let's just say she's from Ballyfermot or Cherry Orchard or Finglas or Darndale or whatever it happens to be, or Coolock, or one of the areas that would be associated with some antisocial behaviour or, or, or low employment rate. I mean, is she right to want to move? The husband is from there, lived there all his life. He said the people of the salt of the earth. But she wants to move because she wants better for her son. So she wants a leafy suburb. Is she wrong to want that? Or is she just being a snob? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 You can text her WhatsApp right now. Is she being a snob? Let me know what you think. <laughs> I'm looking through the text coming in. You're not a criminal now, but you're committing crimes against radio every single day, says Kevin and Limerick. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for your continued support, Kevin, throughout these years. You said highest welfare, but forgot to mention highest cost of living. Yeah, I know. I understand that. I did, no, I did mention the cost of living crisis that we're going through at the moment. Um, somebody else says she's not wrong. Um, you want to get out if you want to get out of a ghetto. Well, I suppose there are some places that are just bloody ghettos, aren't they? And maybe she just wants the best for her son. Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 Oisin. Hey, no. How you doing? Oisin, now, based on this research today, you know, that, you know, 35% more likely to experience uh, poverty as an adult if you have poverty as a child. Is she right to want to move out of an area that has, you know, some antisocial behaviour? To a certain extent, I... Can you afford to move? Clearly, area, well, probably is, not. But the, is the but, area that bad? By the way, some of these areas, like Finglas, like Edenmore, like Ballyfermot, Darndale, wherever it happens to be, they can be more expensive to live in. They can actually, believe yeah, it or not. Because yeah. so many people and generations want to live there. That's correct. Now, in fairness, I mean, like when we were growing up, now this is going back in uh, the very uh, 78, 79, 80 you know yeah. we didn't have the best well my parents moved into the home so they bought the home out in Blanterstown we had bare timber floors and we had a very very old TV I think that was given to my parents by their parents and it was sitting on top of it some of the old wooden packing crates yeah 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 and we had that for about three years there was a right. couch there was chairs there was tables um, but my parents busted their backside and when they put it on the wooden packing crates, did they put like a cor- material over it to make it look no. like a table? <laughs> Don't think they get so afford In case that. the neighbours spotted us. <laughs> I'm not joking. I think it took about six months to actually have curtains in the house. Christ. If you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, oh, I can understand. I mean, um, you know, parents tried their best. They tried their best. They saved. They worked. And eventually over time, you just, you, you, things hopefully get better, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's the only way to do it. I mean, look, sometimes, you know, things can change, jobs, economic situations, the whole lot. Uh, we didn't we didn't have the best of everything. We didn't. Genuinely, we didn't. And it took a long time to get there. But we weren't poor. Yeah. We weren't well off, but we weren't poor. 
And some of the neighbours around the area at the time, I mean, they were a hell of a lot better off. And I'll be honest, we, yeah, sometimes, we, you know, there was four of us in the house, plus the, plus the two parents. We did feel a little bit impoverished. Did the area have a reputation? At that time, no. No, it didn't, no. Later on, when Blanderstown built up as an area, it got one. Yeah, well, depending on where you were from. In yes, correct, yeah. Because yeah. well, I, I remember, even being from Edenmore, when I used to go out, say, to Tamango Nightclub, um, you know, when I was about 18 or 19 years of age, you daren't say you were from Edenmore when the Dorman asked you where you were from, because for some reason, Dorman used to ask people where, where are you coming from, so like, where, you, where do you live? I oh, used to. Like, it's, like it's, if it's any of your business, where I live. But, but, but and I think they still do it, yeah. But, but if you said you were from Edenmore, you weren't getting in the door. Oh, you weren't? No, 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 not tonight, pal. Sorry, move on, move on. Sorry, yeah, me- members tonight. only. Yeah, no, this is it. Yeah. I'm sorry, private party tonight. I'm sorry, uh, we haven't got room for you. Do you remember the old, it's members only? And I used, oh, always, and I used to always say to Brendan, who was a doorman in, in Tamango, who I later got to know because I, I ended up working there, right, as a DJ. But I always used to say to Brendan, what's the story with members only? I said, how can you become a member if you can't get in the, the <laughs> members only yeah no I, I used to do as you know yourself the bouncer work and the head doorman work and stuff and you, were, you weren't given a sheet that said kind of you, 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 there were certain questions you could ask but yeah. it was based on your own judgement right but you know sometimes you would say sorry there's a private party on tonight yeah, but exactly. I, I, I look. I understand now because I've obviously I've worked with Dorman on my life in yeah, and yeah, I understand yeah. why they ask all the questions it's to get a kind of idea of who you are it yeah. is. Are you going to mess? Are you going to yeah. cause hassle? Because are you it, yeah, to... because if you become aggressive after four questions, well, then most likely you're going to become aggressive in the nightclub. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get a couple of shots into you and a few points into you. Not a hope. <laughs> then we have to deal with you. Get out. Yeah, and your whole neighbourhood. Oh, but, <laughs> but, but is there a stigma attached to areas? Do you, do you think employers kind of look and go, oh, O'Sheen's from Ballyfermot or Clondalkin or Blanche or whatever it is. Do, do you think employers look at that on a CV and go, I won't be giving him a job? Do you think employers um, genuinely do that? Is that I, still I, the case? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know. I mean, may, there, there could be a bit of snobbery involved in there, yeah. There could be. But I can't speak for employers. If you, I'm not being smart with you, but if you know what I mean, I, I can't. But I would imagine sort of, oh, oh you're from there. All right, okay. Uh, yeah, we, we'll, uh, we'll, um, we'll get back to you. Do you think if you grow up in an area, you know, that has a reputation... Like at the moment, for example, we've been hearing a lot about Cherry Orchard, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do you think if you grow up in an area that has a reputation, are, 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 you, are you more likely to end up involved in crime if your kid grows up in that area? To be honest with you, look, if your parents are fairly solid and grounded and they keep you away from as much of that as possible from a young age, and obviously as you're growing up, you're going to see it. Your mates might be involved. Um, you might try to, you know, get involved in that. But if your parents are fairly well grounded like mine were, Jesus, no, they'll steer you away from that. Yeah. As best they can and say, look, you know, like you can always go back to, again, the early 70s, like, you know, my father or mother, my God, if you, if you stepped out of line, you would get a slap and you'd never forget it. And do you think this woman's been, been a snob or is she just looking? Cause some people are saying she's been a snob because she wants to move to a leafy suburb. Do, do you think she just wants the best <laughs> for her child? I think, I, I think there's a bit of both. So there's a bit of snobbery? There is, yeah, but at the same time, I, I genuinely, as a, as a father of two children, I could understand that. But I'm okay with snobs. I, you know, I consider myself. I'm probably a bit of a snob, if you want to use my definition. I'm, but, I, I, I'm too poor to be a snob. No, but, no, but, but <laughs> hang on, you can be a poor snob too. I'm a poor snob. You can be a poor snob as well. Snobbery is just having, to me, unless it's to the extreme, it's just having standards. Oh yeah, we're not talking, with, you know, Mrs. Bouquet. No. Here. <laughs> and, uh, what was it, enough room for a, for a pool and a pony? For a pool and a pony. <laughs> well, hello, welcome to the bouquet residence. 
<laughs> the funniest M one ever was she was getting a new sofa delivered and she put a sign outside our garden delivery imminent <laughs> just so the neighbours would know she was getting a new delivery yeah everybody standing there were cameras <laughs> yeah remember that years ago you saw always someone looking at the curtains oh look I see the boilings are getting something new there oh Where yeah look at what's going in there what's going in there yeah, oh look oh look a new car oh gee they're doing well they're doing well oh look at them there was a, I'm a, I'm a, I don't want to digress but there's a radio station in this country which is a very local radio station and they have a talk show in and around the same time that we do the talk show and I think there's two lads on it right two old lads and I listened to a clip of it one day and it does really well in the area and the two guys are talking and they're looking out the studio window going has Mrs Murphy gone into the butcher she never normally goes in there what's she going to? and that's the kind of conversation that goes on in this radio station and people are glued to it I think it's great crack. Anyway, I'm going to start doing that now. Hold <laughs> on a second. I want to go to Breda. Breda on Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Breda? Hi, Niall. How are you? Oh, you got a new telly during the week. Things must be looking up for you. Oh, telly. Yeah, you got a new couch. <laughs> new couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New fridge. New fridge. New fridge. Oh, new everything. New yeah. everything. Breda, does, does where you're from dictate how well you'll do in life? Because according to research in the SRI today, it does. Well, I would think if if, it, if your child is brought up properly, Niall, you give them an education. You know, yeah. you're giving them a, a foot there to maybe to be able to maybe improve their lives as time goes on. I do think they're caught in a vicious circle in poorer areas because they're probably, you know, grandparents, parents maybe weren't encouraged to try and go and get an education and do everything. But I think an awful lot of people would disagree with that and say, look, I've I proved myself enough to be, you know, I have a good job, bought my own house, mm. whatever. You know, I, it depends, I think, on, on how you're brought up. That would be my take on it. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah. you could argue, there is an argument that everybody has the same opportunities. Because if, you're, if you don't have the money, of course, education is still available to you. And also third level education, you can get a grant, right, if you don't yeah. have the money. But the problem is, is if you don't have the parents, as Oshin pointed out, who are willing to push you, uh, towards an education or a career, well, then you're in trouble. Or also, if you have peers in your area who are all wasters, you know, you're going to be encouraged to be a waster too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, yeah, look, if your parents are not going to give you the, 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 the push to go and, and get an education, then you're on a, you're on a hiding to nothing. You I know. mean, your, your you know, little lady does well. She's doing well she in does. life. She but, is. But you may have, say, raised her in another area. And you could have been the best parent in the world, Rita. But mm. if she's hanging around with a load of Howie's, do you know what I mean? Yeah. She, yeah. she invariably could become a, could have became a Howie too, no matter yeah. how well you pushed her. Yeah, but then you try and encourage them into extracurricular activities. I mean, that's, my lady did Irish dancing for that, for that very reason, that she wasn't, wasn't going to be hanging around on the road. With the Howie's. With, the he- with anybody. It's like, she wasn't because then... That's Somebody the- is going to text in and say, what the hell are you? I just know they are. Right, oh, the, okay. the, you know, the story with you. <laughs> hell yeah. The story. The story. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, look at you. But I, that's because I, I've always encouraged her. We, my dad always said, aim high. Doesn't yeah. matter if you don't get yeah. there. Always aim high. And like, he, he passed that down to his grandkids before he passed. And, you know, he used to say, now, Babs, you go for it. It doesn't matter if you don't get there, but go for it, you know. So she has that kind of get up and go attitude in her because that's what we are. We're yeah. stuck in us, you know. But I can certainly understand, you know, how people get into a, a, a circle with the wrong people. But you could go to the best school in the country and turn out to be a pup, as I was saying to Ashley. A pup? Well, yeah, yeah, pup, yeah, whatever you want to call them. Look at those chaps in D4 and what they did that time. Yeah, yeah. 
you know. So yeah, like, but there, there's most like now there are different types of pups, I suppose. They're less. Yeah. I mean, the D four heads are much more likely statistically to get a good job than yeah. somebody from Ballier. From mummy yeah. and daddy. Well, mummy. Well, mummy and daddy. Okay, might have their own business or might be doing well in life, but mummy and daddy will also encourage them and put a lot of pressure on them to do well in school. Whereas mummy and daddy. I'm on the phone. Yeah, yeah. She's on the phone. Mammy oh, and, right. Yeah, sorry. Mammy and Daddy in a different area might not push them as hard because Mammy, Mammy and Daddy don't have the same education. Yeah, Cor- but, yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, but you'd like to think at the same time that, you know, I, I like to think that people can see, look, I didn't get maybe the encouragement and the education that I should have got, so I'm going to try and, and put my child in the right direction and the right line. You know, I mean, there's loads of people who have done very well in life that didn't come from good areas because the parents said, you're going to get an education. If it's the last thing I do, you're going to school, you know? Yeah, it's also, oh, by the way, education and success is also directly linked to the family unit and to the type of family unit. And by the way, I'm not having a go at single parents because there are some amazing single parents out oh, there yeah, yeah. who've done a wonderful yeah. job. Yeah. But statistically, if you come from a single parent family or you come from, say, a broken home, because a single parent family is not necessarily somebody who just didn't get married or have a relationship. There could have been somebody who was married and the relationship broke down. You are more likely not to succeed in life. That's bullshit, Niall. I want to reiterate it again by saying there's some wonderful single parent families whose children have done amazingly well, right? But I'm just saying statistically, Breda, it's not bullshit, that's the facts, unfortunately. I don't agree. I, uh, I know well, quite a few single mammies. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm not disagreeing well. with you. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you because they have to try harder. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Where, where did they do the statistics on? Like, did they pick a particular area and go, oh, they're all single parents, they're all wasters? No, no, yeah. well, no yeah. hang on. No, well, hang on. Now you're advancing the argument. Nobody said that. And I never said for but a I, minute, no, or would, I, nor would I suggest that. I'm I just did. saying, clearly, as a sing, if you're a single parent unit, well, then, be it from a broken home or for somebody who's never been in a relationship or whatever it happens to be, it's, it's a harder job because you're doing it on your own. So yeah, no, it, I didn't do it. No, in fairness, no, I didn't do it all on my own. Her dad came back. Like, yeah. there no, no, my, I wasn't referring to you, Breda, by the way. No, no, I know, but I'm just saying, but like, I, whoever did the survey, did they, particular, did they do it in a universal all over or did the particular, particular... Well, I, I remember reading, I remember reading stats, by the way, on, say, the prison population in the United States because they would have a larger sample size because you're talking about the United States, 360 million people. And they were talking about prison and the amount of people who end up in trouble and the amount of people who end up, you know, um, for example, end up in boot camps, young kids end up in boot camps. Or single parent home. Or dropping out of college. And it it was just based on that research. But it's not suggesting, by the way, and again, I want to say this because people get quite defensive. It's not suggesting that all single parents do a bad job. Of course they don't. There are some some single parents who are better than two parents out there. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. But obviously it's a tougher job. in, In fairness, like myself and my partner were separated. You know, and it can be quite fictitious uh, quite a lot of times, but we actually come together for the sake of the children. Yeah, uh, somebody mentions here, by the way, uh, can talk, but are we saying that people from D4 and D17, where's D17, by the way? Is that Tala? I don't know. No, I don't know. Blanche, is it? Have a, an equal go at it. Sure, in D4, you get a career based on being a rugby player or where you're a member of a certain university organisation. And to some no, degree, you're right. I have to go. Oh, sorry, Dwayne, that's okay. I, for some reason, I, I kind of actually agree with you because D4, of course, you can pay for private colleges and stuff like that as well, too. Now, I'm not saying they're always better, by the way. Ashling, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids Radio. How are you doing, Ashling? Oh, nope. Ashling, are you there? 
I am, yeah. Oh, okay. So, Ashling, do you believe where you come from dictates how well you do in life? And by the way, D17 is Kulak, according to me. No, Kulak is D5, Kulak is D5 I just, isn't it? Um, I, as I said to Ruth, it's for me, it's how you live, not where you live. Mm, right, okay. Um, like, I'm originally from Dublin too. Yeah. Um, Mackin Street beside Fair Street. Okay. When I was growing up, there was a lot of antisocial behaviour going on. It's mm-hmm. known for antisocial behaviour. Um, at 21 years of age, in that exact area, I opened up my own business. I yeah. took in people from the street. I set up groups for kids to come in to like, take them off the street to let them play pools, teach the girls how to do makeup, you know, let the boys watch a movie to have them off the street. I now own my own home, and I'm actually in Hollystown in Dublin 15 now. Right, so okay. I, I moved on. I own my own home. I have two beautiful little boys. For me, if it was where you lived and going by, I know statistics are statistics, but going by statistics, I wouldn't be where I was. It was how I, how I lived. Well, can I, can I, I ask you a question, Ashling? Would you yeah. be happy enough to raise your little boys in Mackin Street or in Pear Street? I would. Yeah, 100%. And do you think yeah. that there's a higher possibility? And to be fair... Do you, and I want you to be honest about this, but do you think there's a higher possibility of your boys getting involved in antisocial behaviour if you're living in you know, Pear you know Street being, or living in Dalky, for example? Being surrounded by it, probably, yes, there would be a higher chance. But again, it's how we live. And it's probably, like, it will be how I bring my boys up. You know, I think in the end will determine whether they get involved. Obviously, being surrounded by it now, yes, they probably would have a higher chance or be a higher risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. But y- you know what? In them types of communities, although they're known, known for antisocial behaviour, they, as somebody else, that they are... The salt of the earth. Of the earth. I know, and there's a better sense normal. of community. I understand that. Yes, the community is absolutely amazing. And they have, like, I, I'm going to tell you, for instance, where I am now, you know, like, I can't send my boys out to play with a couple of friends. Now, he is only three and they are only one, but as they get bigger, I won't be able to send my boys out to my estate to play with a couple of friends like I could do in that area. And why, why is that? Because they're too far away? Yeah, well, it's just, yeah, like, like, the, like the playground wouldn't be beside us. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't feel safe with them on the, on the road playing <clears> with people coming in and out. We're in this little community. Yeah, I, 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 to answer your question, 100%, I would be happy to bring them up in Mackin Street. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm delighted where I am. I love where I am. What my boys have available to them and how, the, how, they, how they come on in life will be because of what I provide for them. And what you, what is, yeah, sorry, Oshin. Oh, no, sorry. I'm sorry for cutting in. Back, I, I, genuinely, I do apologise for cutting in. Genuinely. That's okay. Um, I think understands. When we, when we were growing up, every <laughs> single neighbour looked after all the other neighbours' children. Now, I don't mean we were in and out of their houses, right? But they say it takes a village to raise a child, yeah. Yeah, yeah. correct. Now, this is out in, again, Blanchestown, right? And uh, I go out with mates, my sisters, my brother, we go out with our mates. But every single parent, whoever was at home, would actually, because both my parents worked, um, we weren't left home alone for hours and hours and then, don't get me wrong, but if we did something wrong, anything, Absolutely anything. It got back to the neighbours. And then it came straight back to my parents. Oh, but sure, in those days, your neighbours, well, when I was a young fella, your neighbours disciplined you. 
So the neighbour oh, across the road would give you a slap across the head if you were oh, bold in the street. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've had a couple of slaps off neighbours, and yeah. to this day we still laugh about and it. And I go into my father and I go, Mr. Egan, that they give me a slap. Yeah. And my dad say, yeah. why, what did you do on him? <laughs> I'll go, right. Yeah, and you know, I, it's I, not I, like be... that anymore. No, it's no, not like that. that. No, it's, it's, life has changed. It's, it's probably still like it. Not that they would discipline, but, you know, neighbours are there for each other. In the likes of these areas that do get a bad reputation for the antisocial behaviour. But no, to be honest, I feel there's a handful of people in every area, you know, like the, the, the stuff that goes on in Malahide, the stuff that goes in on and Dalkey, but it's always these areas that are known for it because they're constantly put in the media, they're constantly put in the public eye. There could be stuff going on in Malahide every night, but you will never hear from it. But, but, but we have to accept statistics, but Ashley, we have to accept statistics that you do have a higher rate of antisocial behaviour and crime oh, in certain parts of the country. I'm not, I'm not yeah. But it's always, always publicised. It's always put out there for everybody to see. But, but do you accept what, what the ESRI said today and the research today comes out that people who experience childhood poverty are 35% more likely to experience income poverty as an adult and deprivation. So in other words, if you're poor as a child, you're most likely not going to be successful. That's kind of what it's saying, isn't it? Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't agree. I didn't come from poverty. I, I was... Thankfully, my mum and dad, they had their own business. They worked really hard. They were able to give us everything that we needed. But I feel if I was to come from poverty, I'd nearly do absolutely everything we power to make sure that that wasn't the case for me going forward. Okay, well... And I, I, th- I think th- in this day and age, a lot of us are kind of breaking away from a lot of kind of generational stuff that would have kind of been passed down. You know, I, 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 if I came from poverty, I didn't, thankfully. But if I did, you better believe I'm going to work as hard as I can to make sure that me and my family going forward is not going to be in that line of poverty. Mm. Mind you, what they define as poverty nowadays, I wouldn't personally have defined it as poverty. You know, for example, things like not being able to have a roast dinner on a Sunday and not being able to change your furniture every three or four years or, or not being able to go to the, the cinema once a month. I mean, those, yeah. those kind of things are what they define nowadays as poverty. You yeah, know, no, that's that's not poverty. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that. I mean, to me, poverty was, you know what I mean, when you yeah, people living in the tenements years ago and not being able to afford to eat is probably poverty, you know. But, but stay, yeah, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Bernie. Bernie, you're on Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. How are you doing, Bernie? Hi, how are you, Niall? Good, nice to talk to you, Bernie. Uh, Bernie, I mean, is what you come from what you become? No, I mean, I, I, I'm one of a large family. I was born and raised in Dublin. My parents came from the west of Ireland from very poor background, you know, no running water, no bathrooms. And they made life, they did their best to raise us to the best standard they could. They were, we were loved. We weren't, you know, we weren't rich. We had shoes that had holes in them and we didn't know what we, sh- we didn't have clothes, new clothes every year. There's poverty. Yeah, that's poverty. And my father, uh, you know, was in, in the police force. There wasn't enough money to make it ends meet. So he went to England on his holidays to work on the roads or wherever he could get a job just to make ends meet for the, to rear the 12 of us to the best of their standards. 12 years. Us, yeah, to give us a better standard than what yeah. they came from. He wasn't as, they weren't stupid. They, my mum was a nurse. My dad was a guard. They did their best for us. Yeah, but I no matter how well you do, to raise 12 children costs a lot of money, yeah. It did, and so the government weren't, you know, the, my father was a very proud man, that we never got anything, hand out, nothing. Anything that we were we did, he got for us himself. He, yeah. You know, if we were to go... Well done, Tim, I'm not being boastful, but... No, well, no, you should be well proud of him, if that yeah, was the case, of course. He yeah. did, and like, you know, two of my siblings were handicapped, and we managed them, do you yeah. know? yeah. 
So, so but but I'm do not... you? I mean, I'm talking to Ashley. Ashley comes from in and around Pear Street, Mackin Street, which is in and around Pear Street. Yeah. Which, which no. you know, I, and, and re, more recently, that there's been a bit of a reputation around there for antisocial behaviour. We've seen that about Cherry Orchard. We see it about you know there's places in Cork and Limerick and Galway and everywhere, and everyone knows those places that have a reputation. Do you, think, do you think your child has less of a chance of doing well living in those areas? No. Even where I live in the rural community, there is a problem. We hear that there's a drug problem, there's drinking, there's all sorts of, you know, the cars really revving. It's, it's endemic in every county and every small place now. A lot of places have the same, what we were told about years ago in Dublin. And it's no different. It's, it's still, I still would go out and do the extra thing for my child. We do your best for your children. You do the best by them. And, you know, you can't guarantee who they're going to meet in the shop, but you do your best to hope that you've raised them enough to run away from the stranger or, you know, mm, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, that's where I feel. I mean, we've all, I mean, I lived very, I, you know, Cabra wasn't a great place in my day or Dorset Street or Garden Street. All back in the day, they were all kind of high areas of unemployment and you were told, you know, you could, something could happen to you. Mm. You know, and you just you you have to trust that you rear your children to the best of their ability, mm-hmm. your ability. Well, yeah, well, absolutely. And, and, I, and in relation to the, this uh, research that's out today that says that children who come from poverty are thirty five percent more likely to experience that same poverty or deprivation as an adult. Do you buy that? No, I don't actually buy that. I'm sorry. Okay, but I mean, I know we all have the same opportunities. And Ashling, you know, coming from Mackin Street or in around Pear Street, although there would be less wealth in those areas than there would be, say, in Dalkey, but everybody has the kind of same educational opportunities, provided they're supported. But if you're not going to be supported by parents who may not be as educated, well, then it's a problem, isn't it? Yeah, but this is where the, the, therein lies the problem. You have to follow it. If you're having children, you're responsible for it. You do your best to give them the best bring them forward you bring them do better than what you did yourself that's your that's what I would be my goal to try and give my kids things that I didn't have and I would work extra to do that and so sorry Ashley you still there yeah I am uh, yeah. do you think you had to try harder than say somebody who might have lived in Malahide or Dalkey or whatever it is you know yeah. to, to succeed no because of where you were from no did you ever I, did you ever face um, any kind of discrimination because of where you're from. In other words, you know, I, I mentioned when I was originally of Meadmore, which is a corporation estate many, many years ago, right? It still, it still is a corporation estate, right? Well, no, it's not out there. I think the corporation's all the ball off. But when I went to a nightclub or if I applied for a job, I wouldn't put Edenmore on it. Do you, and do you know what? I was talking about discrimination. I, for me, going to nightclubs when I did, a girl was kind of never asked where they were from anyway. It probably would have been different for the, the lads of where I was from, but no, I, I was never discriminated by okay. um, because of where I was from. But just just another thing, Niall, I know you were saying, and it, it probably is known that people in kind of what people see as kind of underprivileged areas like Pear Street, like Darndale, like Terry Orton, as they say, have not as much wealth as other people. Like, that could be right for a certain percent, but People should never make something like I'm originally from. I'm originally from Mackin Street, and like my my mom still lives in Mackin Street, mm-hmm. and she would tell you now if she won the lotto, she would never ever ever move, never. So my mom could be sitting where she is in Mackin Street, an absolute millionaire, and she will never move because that's her home. And mm-hmm. this, so this this thing of you know if you come from this area, you mustn't have the money that a person in Malahide has. Okay, yes, I do agree 
definitely the case for uh, probably a high percentage, but not the case for everybody. Yeah. And I think I, I think now we, we kind of need to take away these labels and this judgment and, you this know. This kind of stigma that's attached to people, yeah. That I have. It's wrong. It's how, like, I, I'm going to be honest. I know people that are from, that are from, like, the likes of, let's say, Dundrum, Darky, Malahide. And I can guarantee you I'd be a harder worker than them. And you know what? I'd have much more manners. I would have a much way of... You better, more common sense. Yeah, they might have the academics all right, but you've more common sense. Yes, yes. 100%. 100%. And, uh, do you know, well, I've, 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 I've said this a million times. Academia is not the, the be-all and end-all. Common no, sense works good. better and in I life. Did, you know you know what? No, my, my two boys, they're, they're only three and one now. And I, I just say, I don't care. I really, really do not care if they don't go on to become a doctor, if they don't go on to become a lawyer. All I want for my boys is to be happy. Whether they have 10 euro in their pocket or whether they have a million euro in their pocket. Once my boys are happy, that's but I, but I assume, Ashley, you do want them to be successful. Of course. I, I think everybody wants success for their child, yeah, don't they? It, hold, hold on. And, you, and you'll give them every opportunity to do that, and that's well, up to them. successful, and in the depths of depression because of that success, what does that success mean? If my boys are happy, anything after the happiness, that's okay. I want my All boys right. to be happy. Real people. Real opinions. Real Talk Radio, the multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show.